think can you give me a yeah <laughs> okay uh good morning brothers and sisters in christ i, I want to begin by uh thanking the leadership of, of bbf for for giving me this invitation you know ever since i was a uh, I, I was a child. I had heard of, of DBF, and DBF was always seen, uh, I think, all over India and in, including in Nagaland. DBF was always seen as the kind of the ideal model uh, church for for Christians in, in in India, and and so I always grew up uh, looking up to to DBF. Although I've never had the opportunity to come and speak in DBF. Uh, Live. This is a wonderful uh, privilege and an opportunity. I want to thank the leadership uh, for their trusteeship because I know it is not easy, especially for a very uh, careful, um, discerning church like DBF to just invite an outsider and an unknown entity. So I want to thank you for your for your trusteeship, and I hope I will be able to to honor uh, that. I want to thank uh, Dr. Patra in in particular for. <clears throat> giving me this invitation. I bring you greetings uh, on behalf of RZIM. I also bring you greetings uh, on behalf of my, of my family. <laughs> I was told that uh, we are doing a series uh, through the book of Psalms, and I was asked uh, to, to preach from Psalms. Uh, but I also realized that today being uh, Father's uh, Day, I I, I wondered if there was some way I could kind of merge uh, both uh, the Psalms and uh, the, the theme of, of, of Father's Day. And so that is why I've, I've gone to this uh, obvious passage, uh, Psalm number 127. And, and we will be going through this. Now, I, I realize, and this is a disclaimer that I want to uh, put up uh, right at the beginning. I've been married now for... Uh, over 16 years, my wife and I, we have uh, uh, three uh, sons. Uh, one is 12, one is 10, one is 9. And, 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 and I know it, it's not easy to, to, to be a father. In fact, I know that I, 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 I'm failing on, on many fronts already. And by the look of how my sons are growing, they are very mischievous. They are very naughty. And, 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 and it does uh, scare me uh, to, to death. Uh, being a, a father. So I want to be careful that I don't pontificate uh, on fatherhood, about how to be a father, and so on and so forth. Some of you are much more experienced. You have raised uh, sons and daughters. You have raised, uh, you are raising grandchildren now. So I, I do want to ask you to, to, to cut me some, some slack. And yet, at the same time, the Bible does talk about uh, the family, and and we did we do need to to, to learn from what the Bible says about uh, the, the the family. So uh, we we will look at Psalm 127 uh, today, and I've titled my message uh, "Unless uh, the Lord." But uh, what I will do is I will share my screen and share my notes with you. I don't want you to be, uh, uh, you know, just looking at my face. I appreciate, I understand that, especially in, in, in such a time, you might not be too keen on looking at a Chinese-looking, uh, <laughs> Chinese-looking face right now. It might be a, be a little irritating uh, for you. So, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll share my screen with you, and, and we'll walk through this, Tom. Huh? 
this is not a proper uh, scholarly biblical exegesis, but it's just my way of, of looking at, at, at this psalm. And uh, let's see what you make of it. So I'll share my screen with you. Can you see my screen now? Yeah. Yes, yes, we can see. Okay, yeah. Let me say a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we uh, come before you and we call upon you and we acknowledge you as our Heavenly Father, triune God. We come before you and we declare again that you are the only true and living God. Jesus, you are the only Savior and you are the true Lord of the world. And Holy Spirit, we thank you because you are God who has come down to, to, to be with us. We pray, O oh Lord, that even in this online platform, we pray, O oh Lord, that uh, your spirit will, will come and be with us. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will open your word to us. Help me and help your people. Bless us this morning, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Now, there are always two things that we are using in life. We're always using two things, all of us. And we are always, all, all of us, we are doing two things in life. And the two things that we are all using in life are one, time. The first one is time. Everyone is using time. Everyone has been given time. And the second thing that we are always, all of us are using in life is energy. We have been given time and we have been given energy. And if you look at Psalm 127 verse 1 and verse 2, you find that it talks about time and energy. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Energy. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain, watching, waiting, time. It is vain for you to rise up early and go to bed late. Time. To eat the bread of painful labors. Energy again. So energy, time, time, energy. Verse 1 and verse 2. And like I said earlier, we are all doing two things in life. This is Bob the Builder. <laughs> First of all, we are building. All of us are building. And what are some of the things we are building? Well, we're building houses and homes, buying houses, building homes. This is American Idol, maybe. I, I don't know if it's still around, but when we were younger, this was the hot stuff. We're building fame and fortune. We're trying to make money. We are trying to increase the level of our influence and our popularity and respect. Or we are trying to build power 
We want to be more powerful. We want to have more leverage. We want to have more influence and prestige. So power and prestige. We are building cities and we're building communities, all of us. And we are building people. We want to build people. We want to support people. And we are also, we all, all have our projects, things that we are chasing. We are also building our career. We are building our education, our studies, getting degrees, going ahead in our career. We are also building church and country. We are citizens. We are people of God. And we want to build the people of God. We're citizens of nations. So we're building houses and homes, fame and fortune, power and prestige, cities and communities, peoples and projects, education and employment, church and country. And, and we can add to this. These are just uh, random things. But I also said that we are all doing something. There's a second thing that we are doing, not just building. We are also guarding. What are we guarding against? What are the dangers that we are guarding against in life? Come to think of it, well, we don't want to get sick. We don't want to have defective bodies. We're guarding against disease and defects in our bodies, in our minds, in our emotional health. Well, we also are guard, we guard ourselves against dangerous people and their misdeeds. And of course we are guarding against death. We don't want to die. We want to be protected from natural calamities or other calamities. We want to protect ourselves from the coronavirus death and destruction and disease. <laughs> we don't want to go into debt. We don't want to be destitute. That we are guarding against. We don't want to be deceived and we don't want to, you know, no, none of us, we want to be depraved people, deception and depravity. And as Christians, we also believe that there are metaphysical supernatural powers that we need to guard against. We are guarding against demons and the devil himself, the enemy of our souls. So the dangers we are guarding against, disease and defect, dangerous people and their deeds, death and destruction, debt and destitution, deception and depravity, demons and the devil. So these are things that we are guarding against. And again, one can add to this list. And again, I want you to notice that Psalm 
127 verse 1 and verse 2. These verses, they not only talk about time and energy, but they also talk about, very interestingly, about building and guarding. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it, build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain, guarding. It is vain for you to rise up early and to go to bed late, guarding something. To eat the bread of painful labors. So building, guarding, guarding, building. So verse 1 and verse 2, they talk about time and energy, the two things we are all using, and they talk about building and guarding, the two things we are all doing at any point of our lives. And so the question for us is, what are we using our time and energy for? And it's a very serious question for all of us at any point of our life. What are we building and what are we guarding? Is the Lord involved in what we use our time and energies for? Is the Lord involved? Unless the Lord does, unless the Lord regards. Is the Lord really involved in what you are doing? Is the Lord involved? in our building and guarding projects? These are serious questions that we need to be asking ourselves. But there's another question. Is there one project that we ought to give our time and our energy for? Is there anything that we ought to be building and guarding Yes, we do the other things, but is there one thing that we all need to be doing? Verse 3 to 5 says, yes. These are some Naga children, and the answer is our children. We need to invest our time and our energies we need to build and we need to guard our children. And this is not just for parents. This is for grandparents. This is for aunts and uncles or elders, whoever. Our children. And that is what, that is why the transition from verse 1 to verse, uh, from one, verse 1 and verse 2 to verse 3 to verse 5, it, it, it looks weird. But when we see this connection, then things fall into place. And there are three things that verse 3 to verse 5 says about children. First of all, children are the creation of God. They are God's creation. Children are the obligation of parents and elders. And children are the protection of society, verse, verse 5. Let, let's look at the first point. Children are the creation of God. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Now, the words gift and reward must not be taken literally. Psalms are poems. They are not literal prose. 
Because if we take gift literally, it would mean that children popped out of nowhere and came directly for, from God. That humans, we are just passive recipients who don't have any role in the birth of a child, but we all know that's not the case. And if we take reward literally, it will mean that our children have been given to us by God because we earned it or deserved them for being faithful and good. And that those who do not, those who cannot, and those who will not have children are uh, second-class believers. If we take a reward literally, we can go off in a wrong direction. So that is why I say we must not take gift and reward literally, but take it poetically. You know, there are many people who do not have children who are much more saintly and faithful than those who have children. Even Jesus did not have children. But the point that verse 3 is making this, children are God's creation. And the fact that children are God's creation means that they are created good and wonderful. We all know that. We all love children. We have no right to exploit, harm, manipulate, terminate them. But like the rest of creation, they are created good, but they are also fallen. You know, children are not little angels or saints who have to uh, be protected from the world. I'm realizing that children are little sinners <laughs> who have to be led to the Savior. There are not little saints who have to be protected from the evil world. There are little sinners who have to be led to the Savior. They are fallen right from the mother's womb. And so we must give our time and energy in building and guarding our children. And that is why children are the obligation of parents. And when I say parents, I don't just mean the father and the mother. I, I, I mean us elders investing in our children. Verse 4 says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Verse 5a. I love this picture. It is one of the Avengers. Now there are two things about arrows. And here children are being compared to arrows. And it's very interesting. First of all, arrows, they require preparation. And secondly, arrows require direction. Now how do we prepare an arrow? And here I uh, adapt uh, the, the message that Dr. the late Dr. Ben Wati used to give very often about the arrow. I adapt that and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, metaphor. I adapt that and I add a few things here and there. How do we prepare an arrow? The arrow has to be sharp. It has to, be, it has to cut. We need to sharpen our children. We need to sharpen our younger ones. We need to skill them. They have to be sharp intellectually. They have to be sharp physically. They have to be sharp in their skills. 
It's a hard work out there. And I'm not here uh, preaching them because it, 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 it's not easy, but it has to be done. How do we prepare an arrow? It has to be straight. Moral uprightness, being straight in our speech, teaching them to be, let their yes be yes, let their no be no. Learning to speak the truth. I often think a lot of our problems in India, not all, a lot of our problems in India would be solved if only we learn to speak the truth. Unfortunately, many people don't speak the truth. Being strong. Psalm 144 says, may our sons in their youth be like grown-up plants. May our daughters be like stones cut for the structure of a palace. Teaching them to be strong. Teaching them to be stable. Emotionally stable. Relationally stable. Mentally stable. Of course, we can't do everything, but as much as we can, preparing our children in this way. Also teaching our children to, to, to be silent. It's a loud world. Everyone is chattering. Everyone is out there, especially on social media. But when my wife and I, over 10 years ago, when we were in Oxford, we came across this set of verses, First Thessalonians 4, verse 10, 11, 12. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life to mind your own business, to work with your own hands. And, and that verse has been, uh, th those verses have been a kind of a guiding principle for us, making it our ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind our own business, to do our own thing and to do it well. Not to keep commenting on every issue that comes up, not to keep poking our noses in other people's businesses and then getting our noses bloody. But teaching our children, our younger ones, to silently go about their work. An arrow is also single-minded. It is different from a shotgun. It is different from an assault rifle. It has a single-mindedness about it. An arrow is also selfless. Once it hits the target, once a hunter it's, gets, the, gets the deer, let's say, it forgets the arrow and focuses now on uh, the, 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 the target that it has hit. So sharpness, straightness, strong, stable, silent, single-minded, selfness. That is how we prepare an arrow. And the challenge for us is, by God's grace, can we also prepare the next generation in this way? I'm coming towards the end. But I said arrows also need direction. What do we aim with our arrows is extremely important. And the question for us is, are we aiming anything at all with our arrows? Or are we aimless with our arrows? Are we aiming the right things with our arrows so that they will bring us good and profit? Or are we aiming the wrong thing with our arrows so that they will bring us evil and loss? This is a challenge and a question for all of us. And if we prepare and direct our children, our arrows will, one day, according to this passage, they will be our protection 
and our security. Children are the protection of society. Verse 5b. They, those who have prepared and directed their arrows well, will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Now, in biblical times, the city gate was a place where everything took place, the political, administrative, commercial activities, all of these things, they took place at the city gate. And it was also the place where enemies were met, confronted, fought, resisted, and repelled. This is a painting of the city gate in ancient times. And the psalmist is saying, give your time and energy in building and guarding your children. And they will one day themselves be the guardians of all that you have spent your time and energy in building and guarding. So the, the theme of time and energy and building and guarding, they are returning. And if we connect verse 1 and verse 5, the psalm is suggesting that it will be through our children that God will build and guard what we are building and guarding. It's very interesting in Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3, we all know this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment you to promise. That it may go well with you, and so that you may live long in the land. Now, you know, we, we all know this, but many of us don't actually really know what to do with this verse, because children die young. That is, every, uh, there are people who die young. Kids die. Does that mean they died young because they did not honor their father and mother? And we also know there are people who don't honor their parents but who go on to live very long. What is this verse about? You notice that Paul is actually quoting from the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment so that it may go well so that you may live long in the land. This is not being given to children or to kids. This, is, this commandment is given to the nation. And the point is this. It is not about individual children living long and or dying young. It is about a nation. A nation that learns, a nation where children know how to honor their father and mother where children are raised well, where children are built and guarded well, where time and energy is invested in children, that nation will live long in the land. That is the point. So many times our emphasis is just on politics. If we get our politics right, our will have longevity or prosperity. So many times the focus is just on that. No. Or education or money or economics. But here, this verse says it will be children. Honor your father and mother and it will go well. Your nation will go well. Your nation will survive. Your nation will thrive and it will live long in the land that God has allotted you. Children are God's creation, children are parents' obligations, and children are society's protection. But 
And here's the big but. No matter how much time and energy we are giving in building and guarding our children, unless the Lord lives, unless the Lord guards, we will fail. To be honest, I'm already failing. I'm already a failure as a father, to be very honest. And all our efforts will be in vain, unless the Lord is involved. And that is why we need to partner with God in raising our children. And God wants to partner with us in raising our children. This is what Augustine said. Without God, we cannot. And without us, God will not. Thank you very much. May God bless us. And may God help us to raise our children, our grandchildren, whoever, the next generation well. Thank you.